What's up, M12? How are we doing tonight? Awesome. It's great to be with you guys. If, you have, if this is your very first time at M12, we are so glad that you came to, ch- to choose and spend M12 with us. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Nathan, and I'm one of the leaders here at M12, and I'm going to need your attention. Thank you. We've been in this series called Once Upon a Time, and it is all about the stories that Jesus told and the lessons that we can learn from them. So tonight, we are going to learn how to conquer fear. See, everybody has fears. You all have fears. I want you to turn to your neighbor. Don't be afraid. Tell him your biggest fear. Let's bring it on back. We all have fears. And I know we could keep talking about this because some of them are ridiculous. We all have fears. And one of the things that gets me afraid is when people are like hiding behind like a corner or a door and, and they're in the dark and then they just they jump out and they just scare me. They love to do that to me. That happens to me all the time. I'm sure it's happened to you and it's not fun when it happens to us, but it's a little funny when it happens to other people. Let's check it out. So it's funny when it happens to other people. We've all had an experience similar to that when somebody jumped out and they scared us. But M12, we all have fears. You talked about it with your neighbors, but I want to get a feel for the room and see what you are afraid of. So I'm going to call some out. If this is you, I want you to just raise your hand. So the first one, I want to see who is afraid of heights or roller coasters. Anybody afraid of those? You're just like, God created a ground for a reason. We stay down here. All right, what about this one? Is anybody afraid of snakes or sharks? Any of the above? Things that bite. Why do they have sharp teeth? That's not okay. Or what about this one? Is anybody afraid of the dark still? Anybody afraid of the dark? You're like, what's out there? I don't know. It's terrifying. Or what about this one? This is probably a common one. Is anybody afraid of clowns? What do you have to hide? I don't, what are they doing? I don't under know. All right, and what about this last one? Anybody have a fear of public speaking? This is pretty common along a lot of people. A lot of us. A lot of us. All right, and so ironically, this was one of my biggest fears too, public speaking. I remember seventh grade, it was my very first presentation I had ever done, and I was so nervous. It was only about five minutes long, but this is the only thing I could think about for weeks, and I was sick to my stomach. I couldn't sleep. So the day of the presentation, I go up, I show up, and and everybody else is like, dude, I want to go. And I'm like sitting in the back of the room hoping that the teacher just forgets about me. Anybody else do that? They just hope for the teacher just like scans over you. Like if if I don't say anything, maybe they will just forget. And so we've done this. And I did this too, and I had to go up. And then my voice was shaking, my knees were trembling, I was sick to my stomach, but somehow I made it through. But here's what's interesting, M12. What was my biggest fear growing up is now one of the ways that God uses me to advance his kingdom. But the only way that I could conquer that fear was I had to travel through fear, and I had to take a risk, and I had to take opportunities to speak publicly. I had to believe that God could let me do that. And so we all have fears. Some of us are afraid of sharks and snakes and clowns, but we have some other legitimate fears as well. Maybe this is you. Maybe you have a fear of failure. Maybe you've been driven so hard by your fear of failure that you put too high of expectations on yourself and you work so hard. Or maybe it's this. Maybe you fear rejection. Your friends have left you before, and so maybe you fear that God will leave you as well. Maybe you fear looking dumb. 
You're afraid of what other people might say about you behind your back. Maybe you have a fear of others looking better than you. Maybe physically looking, maybe, maybe better at athletics. So you're driven to be number one. It ruins you when you're not the best. Or maybe you have a fear of being alone because we have a fear of silence. Even when we are by ourselves, we have so many social media platforms to be able to distract ourselves because we're afraid of the silence. And again, we've all felt fear before, M12. We've all felt fear. Like, for example, when we, when we feel fear, we fear the emotion. We feel the emotion of fear. And we hate feeling that emotion, so sometimes we just turn it off and we just stop feeling. And then we stop caring. This has happened a lot in school. I've heard a lot of you say, man, I just don't care about school. And maybe the reason isn't that you just hate school. Maybe you haven't been able to meet the standards that your parents and your teachers put on you. And you, you try and you try and try and it's never good enough. And so instead of trying and failing, you just don't try and you stop caring. Fear keeps us from things that God has for us. Fear keeps us from things that God has for us. And what happens with fear is that your mind plays tricks on you. Like when you can't see things, your, your, your mind just goes to the, to the ultimate worst scenario. That's what fear does. It makes you think of the worst scenario possible. Like going to the beach. Does anybody love going to the beach? Yeah, I love it. And then whenever I hop into the water in the ocean, everybody's thinking the same thing. Where's the shark? Where's the shark? And it's shark week. So I want you guys, maybe that's a dangerous time for you guys. And so everybody's thinking, where's the shark? We can't see it. So our mind goes into the worst places ever and we're afraid. And so something like brushes your leg and then you just like swim to shore. And you're like, dude, I almost died. <laughs> We've all been there before. Your mind fills in the blanks when you don't know what's there. And fear keeps you from experiencing more. And guys, our fears do the same thing with God. When we have a fear of rejection, we fear that God won't accept us. When we fear failure, we're afraid to let God down. Fears change our perception of God. And, and maybe if we're being honest, maybe we fear that we aren't good enough to be loved by God. You've asked that question. I've messed up so many times before. Maybe I'm not loved by God and your fear has caused you to become isolated. And instead of drawing near to the Father, you draw away. But here's what I want you guys to know, is that fear keeps you from the better life that God has for you. I want you to write that down. It's important. Fear keeps you from the better life that God has for you. That's what fear does. God has so much to give you. But only through traveling fear, through fear can we get the better life. And so we're going to look at a story of someone who traveled through fear to get the better life. We're going to open up to Matthew 14 on page 994. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to that. If not, it's going to be on the screen. So page 994, Matthew 25, starting in verse 14. We're going to read the parable of the 10 talents. We're going to read this story, and it seems like it's just about money, but there's so much more. So follow along and just listen. You don't need to talk during this time. Here we go. For it will be like a man going on a journey, again, starting in verse 14, for it be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. So the master's going on a trip and he says, here, take care of my money. And it says that one talent is equal to about $10,000 today. 
So the first he gave $50,000, to the second $20,000, to the third $10,000. That's a lot of money. Let's keep reading. He said, he who had the five, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more, $100,000. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more, $40,000. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Why would anybody just dig money in the ground, dig a hole? Why would they do that? We're going to figure out in just a second. Let's keep reading in verse 20. It said, And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, the master had come back after a time, and he said, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So the first one, he comes back and he says, Master, what you gave to me? Yeah, I doubled it. Now you have twice as much money. And the master says, well done, good and faithful servant. Here, let's look at the second service, servant. And then it says this in verse 22. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So again, they had, he was given less money but he received the same answer. He received the same answer of, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to give you more. And let's look at the third servant who dug it in the ground. He also said, who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But the master was unhappy. The master sent these three servants on a mission. So instead of being faithful for with what he was supposed to be doing, he just hid it in the ground and did nothing. But it says the servant, did you catch why the servant did this? He was scared. And he saw the master to be a harsh man. So his fears, his own insecurity of, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm scared and I don't want to mess up. He had a fear of failure. And his fear of failure caused him to see the master as harsh. You see that? His fear caused him to fill in the blanks about his master. And again, we can do the same thing with God. Our fears can shift how we see our master. Fear shifts your perception of other things. And I think this is never more clear than this video that I'm about to show you. This person, this man is absolutely terrified about something that can do him no harm. But he's so scared because his mind is filling in the blanks and it shifts his perception. Let's check it out. And see, it makes no sense that this man was fearful of this stuffed animal. Like when you're little, stuffed animals are cute and cuddly and they're comforting. They're not terrifying and fear crippling. Maybe you fear God's comfort because you, your fears fill in the blank about who God is. Your fears have shifted the perception of what's really out there, and you fear God's comfort, and it causes us to shrink away. Maybe that's how we've reacted to God. And again, the only way that we can move past fear is we have to look at what the other two servants did, is we have to be faithful. To be fearless, be faithful. Write that down. To be fearless, be faithful. That's the only way that we can move through fear. 
That's the only way that we can move through fear. I'm sure the other two servants were scared out of their minds. They said, here's $50,000. Go do something with it. If somebody gave you $50,000, I'm sure you'd want to go blow it all on something. All right? You'd go to the mall. And, and then what would happen? That's a lot of money to be responsible for. Even $20,000, $10,000. I'm sure they all felt fear. But what separated the two from the last is that the first two were faithful. They all felt the same emotion, but they moved past their emotion to be faithful. And because they were faithful, they received more. They received the better life that their master had for them. I want you guys to hear that. And the same goes for us. For us to receive the more, the better life that God has for us, we have to move past our emotions of fear and do something. The dictionary gives this definition of faith. It says, faith is something that is believed, especially with a strong conviction. And when you believe something, you act on it. Like when you're riding a bike. Who all learned how to ride a bike in here? A lot of us. So did I. Now, who fell when they were learning how to ride a bike? Exactly, so did I. I had this weird thing when I was learning how to ride a bike that I would just hit every single mailbox. Like it didn't matter like how much it was in between the mailboxes. There's like 30 feet in between mailboxes. I would always hit the mailbox. I don't know. It was weird. And then sometime along the time when I'm learning how to ride a bike, sometime along when I'm trying to learn how to ride a bike, I had to take off my training wheels. And that was scary because I had only learned how to ride a bike with my training wheels. I had never actually fallen off. I'd hit a lot of mailboxes, but I had never actually fallen off of my bike. And so I had to make a decision. I was going to take off my training wheels because I wanted to actually learn how to ride a bike. I took off the training wheels. I was scared. I believed that I could ride a bike, but until I actually got on the bike and started riding, I couldn't actually ride the bike. I didn't really believe it if I wasn't going to do anything about it. And so many of us, we learned how to ride a bike and we took off those training wheels. And how many of you still wish that you could, ride, that you could only ride a bike with training wheels on? No, nobody, nobody wishes. That, maybe that's worded a little weird. Nobody wishes that they could still ride a bike with only training wheels. You, you like that you could move past training wheels. Too many times we go through life with training wheels. We're afraid we might fall. We're afraid we might fail. So we keep the training wheels on. Of course, we don't want to do that when we're riding a bike. So why do we treat our lives any different, especially our spiritual lives? If we can get to ride a bike and we'll take a risk for that, why won't we take a bigger risk to receive more that God has for us? Because he wants to give you more. So what are your training wheels? What are you afraid of? Because to be faithful, to receive more that God has for you, that's going to need a change. And so maybe you're thinking, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Maybe, yeah, I'm afraid and I want, to, I want to get there. This is the first thing you need to do. You need to ask yourself, what am I really afraid of? Go ahead, write that down. Ask yourself, what am I really afraid of? Because you can only fix what you are afraid of when you know what you're afraid of. So I'm 12, I'm going to ask you again. What are you really afraid of? Not snakes, not sharks, not afraid of the dark, but what are you really afraid of? What are you really afraid of? Are you afraid you're going to keep failing? Are you afraid that God's never going to actually be there when you call? 
I want you guys to figure out what are you really afraid of because that's the only time that you can actually fix what you're afraid of. And I need you to be honest with yourself. Many of you guys are afraid of asking that question because you're afraid what you might find. But I want you to do this. Don't stop asking yourself what you're afraid of until you find an answer. And here's what you, when you figure out, here's how you figure out what you're afraid of. When you start to feel scared, ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And again, keep asking until you find an answer. And when you find an answer, here's the next thing you need to do. Replace your fear with truth. Replace your fear with truth. You have to root out the fear and you have to replace it with the truth that God has. God has a truth for every single one of your fears that you have. And we have fears in four different areas. We have fears about our problems. We have fears about other people. We have fears about ourselves. And we have fears about God. I want you guys to write those things down. People, problems, ourselves, and God. Those are the four things that we fear about. And so with our problems, maybe we fear that God isn't bigger than our problems. Maybe we fear that God isn't actually in control and that he isn't, that he doesn't have a good plan for us. Maybe with people, we fear that we're just going to keep getting hurt because we've been burned. And the truth is, the truth is that God is always there to comfort you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always going to be there to strengthen you, to comfort you, and encourage you. Maybe you have fears about yourself, M12, hang on. Maybe you have fears about yourself. You have fears that you're insecure, that you're never going to be good enough, strong enough. And the truth is that God doesn't require perfection. He only requires relationship. We put that on ourselves. We put perfectionism on ourselves. God requires relationship. He says, I love you. And maybe that's one thing that you don't know about God. Maybe you fear that God doesn't really love you. But let me, let me tell you, that's such a lie. The truth is God loves you so much. In fact, he believed it so much that he sent his one and only son to earth to die on the cross for your sins. He rose from the dead three days later. He didn't come to make you afraid by what's in here. He came to give you freedom. He came to give you the better life. And the only way that you can get the better life is to be fearless by being faithful to what God has asked you to do. That's the only way. And so the third thing that you need to do is you need to act in faith. Act in faith. Write it down. Just like when you are riding a bike, you were afraid to take off the training wheels. You believed that you could ride a bike, but unless you actually acted on your belief, hey, nothing I'm saying right now is funny. Unless you acted on your belief, you couldn't actually ride a bike. In the same way, we need to do the same thing in our faith. Maybe you have fears. What are your training wheels? What are you really afraid of? Ask yourself that question. Replace that fear with truth and then do something about it. Maybe for you, acting in faith looks like talking to that one friend who nobody wants to talk to because you're afraid of what people might say. Maybe God's been asking you to do that. Maybe God's been asking you to spend time with him in Bible study and prayer. But you've been afraid because you're, you, you don't know that he'll actually say anything to you. And maybe for some of you, acting in faith looks like taking the next step in relationship with God. You've never accepted God as your Savior. 
because you're afraid of what it might cost, what my life might have to look like. What if God isn't as good as I thought he was? Maybe what are my friends going to say? Maybe you've been afraid of this decision because of all those fears, but I want to encourage you that if that is you tonight, I want to encourage you to accept God as your Savior because he wants to give you a better life, and the only way to do that is to be faithful. So if that's you, if you want to choose to follow God for all the days of your life and you choose to say that he is the only way that your sins can be forgiven, I want you to accept God as your Lord and Savior. There's going to be a chance to respond during worship. So if that's you, you can go on to the back of the room by the cross. There's going to be a couple of leaders to celebrate with you. So if that's you, during worship, come on to the back, and there's going to be some leaders to celebrate with you, to pray with you. Or maybe for you, the next step of obedience, acting in faith, looks like baptism. Maybe you're afraid of, ah, I don't know what my friends are going to think. I know, I feel like God's been prompting me to do this. But maybe you need to take that next step in obedience and respond to be baptized. Not to be saved, but to show everybody that I'm not ashamed of my God. And so at the bottom of your sheet, there's a, there's a little mark, check mark that you, can, that you can mark to choose to be baptized. And you can give that to us later. So if that's you, go ahead and fill that card out. But for everybody in the room, we're going to transition into a time of worship. The band can come on up stage. This is what's going to happen. Is it, hey, M12, listen up. You guys are going to, I'm going to have you guys ask yourself, what are you really afraid of? And I want you to write it down on your sheet. What are you really afraid of? Figure out what is, the, what is the truth to that fear. And if you don't know the truth, go find a leader. I'm sure they know the truth to that fear. And then I want you to do a third thing. Write something down that you're going to do. Hang with me, M12. We're not done. Write something down that you're going to do. Because God has more for you. And the only way to get the better life that God has for us is to be fearless by being faithful. And when we are faithful to what, hey, M12, you're going to get a chance to talk in just a second. And when we are faithful, we get to hear the same response the master said to the first two servants. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little. I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So when we are fearless by being faithful, the father says the same thing to you. He says this, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. I will give you more. I will give you a better life. Enter into the joy of your master. Enter into the joy of the better life that God has for you. So let's pray to receive the better life. Bow your heads. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you have so much more for these students. I know they feel like a lot of times that this is all there is, that this is their only world, that this, there's no more area, place past middle school, that this is all that matters. But God, would you give them a bigger vision of what you have for them? Show them how big your plans are for them. If they only knew what you had in store, if they only knew a little bit, God, would you reveal to them what their fears are? God, would you speak truth into their lives so that they can know how to move past their fear? And God, would you give them the boldness to act in faith when it seems so scary? Would they ignore their emotion of fear and act in faith? 
thank you in Jesus' name.